Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. In preparation for Sabbath, December 16th, we look at Lesson 11, Mission to the Unreached, Part 2. Together, let's continue the conversation to find out how to reach the unreachable. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at the Adventist Learning Community. Together, we love learning and have 18 years of pastoral experience and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into the study. All right, here we are, Michael, Lesson 11, which is Part 2, Continuation from Last Week, Mission to the Unreached, Part 2. And our memory text, Matthew chapter 15, verse 28. Then Jesus, said, then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter, her daughter was healed from that very hour. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great story, great passage. Can't wait to unpack it as we're talking and continuing this conversation about mission to the unreached. Yes, there's uh, several pericopes we're going to be looking at, uh, glimpses uh, of scripture that talk about how Jesus reached out and touched the multitudes and how he was able to reach them. And so Michael started us off there on Sunday's lesson, missions, mission to regions beyond. Absolutely. So let's kind of unpack this just a little bit. Here's a, a bit of, I don't know, perhaps we might say a caveat of, before we kind of continue this conversation is reflecting back upon the ancient children of Israel, right? Um, and so we talk about mission and, and going out there and regions beyond, but there's always a risk. Mission entails risk. Ooh. Uh, there, there's something to that. And, and so on the one hand, we can't not go because that's part of what we're called to do as God's people, uh, both anciently and today, God calls us to go. He doesn't call us to stay still. The gospel commission is a, is an active ongoing tense kind of thing. Right. And, but in the ancient Israel, we have a couple of these cautionary tales, shall we say, beginning first with judges, right? Judges mm -hmm. three, which reminds, uh, the ancient Israel and how they began to, to mix with the different peoples, the ancient Canaanites, the well, there's a long list here. If you look in chapter three, the first six verses, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, all kinds of all ites. the ites. But uh, then they started, and, and this is the kicker verse that the, the lesson mentions, verse six, they took their daughters in marriage and gave their own daughters to their sons and served their gods. And so in the process of intermingling, I think initially the, the idea was is to, that they would, uh, witness and help to convert these peoples. But it seems that the, there, again, there's a potential of not only converting others, but the potential of deconversion. And, and that's what's happening here is people are, are losing their faith. And, and so we see that there's kind of an erosion of, of, uh, the spirituality that that's happening here. Uh, say, see the same thing again, first Kings chapter five, right? Are those first 11, uh, verses here you have Again, the same kinds of things. In fact, the, the, the cautionary tale here is, is Solomon here in all his glory and all his wisdom, right? The, the wisest man to, to rule this earth. It says in verse five that of chapter 11, first Kings, for Solomon went after Astra, the goddess of the Sidonians. So even uh, Solomon uh, succumbed to these kinds of temptations and, and, and loss of faith. So the, the caveat is, is that when, whenever we're doing missional kinds of work is to be, I guess, self-aware that of our own human nature or humanness, right? And, 
And that now to come in as sort of like a Rambo kind of thing as the spiritual superhero that you can save everyone else's problems, but that, that there is the prop, the possibility that, that people will lose faith. And that's, that's a, that's something to be self-aware that it's, it's not a reason not to go, but it is a reason to be careful as you go. Right. You know, what are those influences on your, on your spiritual life and on your family? and everything else. Those are very important decisions that one has to be aware of. Yeah. You know, Michael, I like that you shared that because we're human. So therefore we're taintable. We can be tainted by the world. And that's why we were called to repent. That's why we're called to stay close to Christ. We also have to be careful putting on a cape and thinking that we're going to go out and save the world. Well, that's, that's not our calling. That's not our, our duty. That's not our job. Our duty is to go where God sends us. Absolutely. Well, speaking of, of where God sends us, Monday's lesson talks about seeking the multitudes. Yes, let's go there. So Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And I just want to pause here just for a moment, because when is the last time you were at Walmart, you were at the mall, you're at a place where there's a large gathering, you just looked at the people and your heart was rent in two because you're saying, how many you're, you're in, in, you know, we, we're not Christ. So we don't know where people spiritually are. Maybe there's several people that have a relationship with God. that are in the crowd, but I know I've sat there before Michael and looked and said, I wonder how many people here have a relationship with Christ. I, I know sometimes I, I drive by my schools that are around in my neighborhood, elementary schools and, and middle schools and high schools. And I'm wondering in my heart, how many of these young people have a relationship with Christ even on our own uh, campuses, Michael, of, of our Adventist elementary schools or Adventist colleges and university. And this is the call to become like Christ, which is to have moments where our lives are not just wrapped up and enraptured about ourselves, but they are about enmeshing the mission of Christ with those that we see and that we hear about and not condemning them, but but wanting to see not one be lost, but as many people as possible saved, uh, which takes us to Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 through 25. I'm just going to read verse 23 here. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. And, and we see here, uh, verse 24, demon-possessed people, epilep- epileptics, paralytics. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that later. (laughs) Worries. Yes. Demon possessed. uh, Those who had epilepsy, those who were paralyzed, he healed them all as many people as possible. And that's the beauty of it, which is every multitude we see is actually an opportunity to bring closer to Christ. Uh, It asks this question here, as Jesus began his ministry, from what geographic locations did the people come? Well, they came, a lot of this came from Galilee, Decapolis, because the message and the word got out, here goes a man who cares, who can actually do something about it. 
And I think that's what the purpose of our churches are, Michael, if you don't mind me just saying this for a moment. Come here about the, come and see this church that is actually about the Father's business. Come and see this church that is not only about collecting your tithe and offering, but is also about helping your entire whole life. That is about helping your children and your relationships and your marriages and your workplaces and all these different things. That's the mission of the church. So, Michael, take us to Tuesday's lesson, Entire and Sidon. Yeah, so this is kind of, again, continuing what we're what you're talking about. And by the way, I, I couldn't help but but think about when you were talking about that, thinking and, and having kind of a spiritual awareness of those around, you know, I was reminded yes. of HMS Richards. And when he was, you know, he, he lived out in, in Southern California for a while, as well as in Colorado, he, he liked to go hiking. He'd hike above the, the city and then he'd have a season of prayer and just pray over the city, pray over the people. And I think that kind of spiritual awareness, I think, is, is absolutely essential as, as, as missionaries, you know, as you're driving along, you know, sometimes I've looked, you know, there's somebody, I have no idea what their story is, whether they're having a good day, a bad day. Well, sometimes you can tell by the way they're driving. That's true. <laughs> but you just see random people, you know, just like, you know, I, I maybe I wonder if I could just pray for them right now. And so I, I think God challenges and invites us, you know, to just be aware and have that missional sense of, of, of praying just for complete strangers. You know, they'll never you'll never know what happens until we get to until we get to the kingdom of God and, and see what see what in heaven see what happens in each of our paths, each of our stories. Well, Tyre and Sidon, right? You know, this is part of the, the backdrop of, of what's going on. And, and Jesus, he doesn't say just in Israel, he's kind of uh, moving beyond. And this kind of pushes the boundaries of the disciples a little bit, right? And, and so uh, there's, there's cultural prejudices that are going on in, in the ancient Near East and this in the first century. And, and Jesus certainly was aware of, of those challenges. And, and here you have his encounter with a Canaanite woman, right? Uh, that comes to him, mm -hmm. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. And then what does Jesus do? He's quiet. And in fact, the disciples will get rid of her. <laughs> we, we've probably all been there in different places, you know, where it's like, well, I don't, don't know if that's really the person that should be here right now, right? Yeah, and, in and, church, uh, oh, what, what are they doing here? Yeah, they don't, they don't look the way that they, that they or, or smell <laughs> or smell. Yeah. And, 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 and so but in this case, I think Jesus is having a teachable moment with his disciples and, uh, and, uh, and he responds to the disciples. I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. And then the woman comes, and this is also the teachable moment giving her an opportunity for persistence. And she kneels before Jesus, Lord, help me. And then Jesus replies, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. And she says, yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Imagine just how the heart of Jesus must have been just bursting at that moment, right? Just seeing yeah, spiritual hunger. And, and then, of course, Jesus affirms her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. So I, you know, Jesus pushed uh, missional boundaries, uh, cultural boundaries, I should say, but through mission, the the cultural prejudices of his day, if if you would, and trying to push beyond and saying, you know, the, the, this is my child, and 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 here is an opportunity both to teach the disciples and share the kingdom of God. And the same thing happens again with the Syrophoenician woman, and 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 Jesus leaves. The, it talks about here in, in Mark chapter seven and. 
and didn't want anyone to know it and wanted to keep it a secret. But as soon as this woman hears about it, she has a daughter possessed, demon possessed, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes begging Jesus, first let the children eat all they want. And then he goes on and says, it's for, it is not right to take children's bread and toss it to the dogs. And then similar kind of conversation, right? From what we just talked about. And she says, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. So, you know, and, and then he responds for such a reply, you must go. The demon has left your daughter. So again, just this moment of persistence and, and searching and, and faith that, that such a beautiful heartwarming story here in the gospels. And so mission is not about getting comfortable. Mission is about getting uncomfortable, going to new places, new peoples, crossing cultural barriers and prejudices. And in this case, Jesus certainly did that. And I love these two stories because they remind us not to get too comfortable. Amen. Well, here we have uh, another story. Wednesday's lesson, send her away. Yeah. So Michael, this one's a a little bit different. Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 16. If you haven't read through this recently, you've probably read this through this before audience, but you haven't read through this recently, I challenge you to go back and read it again. This is Peter's vision on the roof, rooftop. Him tell, uh, God basically telling him, hey, reach out to Cornelius because I'm working on his heart and you need to go save him uh, or you need to facilitate me saving him, I should say. But Peter had prejudice in his heart. He held uh, against him. Uh, he was, uh, he's not correct, Lord. He's not a Jew. So therefore have no dealings with the Gentiles. But, but God gave him this, this vision of the sheet coming down filled with clean and uh, with unclean animals and birds, and God told him three times in that vision to eat. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, we see what happens in verse twenty-eight. He says, "Then he said to them, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to uh, one one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean." So some people say, "Well, this is a uh, clue that erases the Leviticus laws. That has nothing to do with the Levitical laws. This was showing that God was sharing. He wants the mission to go out to the Jew, to Jews and to the Gentiles. Mm. And verse 34 and 35, Peter finishes off with this. As I'm clicking on it right now, then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. And mm. so this is a beautiful time. It's a beautiful saying. And, and this is one that we as an Adventist church needs to hear because so oftentimes we believe our denomination is so superior to others. We, we're not the originators of the truth. Christ is. And then there's moments in our history and in our, in, our, in our understanding of biblical knowledge that we have fallen into deeper truth and we've been corrected that we haven't had the full truth and so that's why we believe in present truth of continuing to grow and understand and also recognizing that there's men and women all around us that are not of our denomination that have a true and genuine relationship with christ that we will see in heaven that we will see in glory absolutely i came across one of those people this week michael we have uh, people coming to the hospital and groups of our schools so we had our Burton Adventist school come the other day and they're singing, they're performing. And I see someone in scrubs and has a hat on 
and he has a Bible and a notebook in his hand. And he looks down. He just looks so puzzled. And, and listen here, Michael, the Holy Spirit's just tugging on me saying, go talk to him. And I went and talked with them. I said, hey, I noticed you have your Bible there. You look puzzled. Everything okay? Yeah. He says, oh, yeah, everything's okay. And it was like, I don't know what, uh, what this is, Michael. Listen, I'm not a prophet, right? I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. But I have the text messages with the guy afterwards that, that show uh, what, what's, what's happening here. But I said, man, is God, is God leading you somewhere? And he said, he just got this blank look in his face. He said, you know, I've been working as a sales rep for the last seven years. And he's like, I believe God is calling me to ministry. He's wow. like, and he's, I've been asking God for confirmation. I said, well, consider this confirmation. <laughs> and I asked him what church he goes to. And he was going to a non-denominational church. And mm-hmm. he said every day when he comes to the hospital, whatever hospital he's in, he finds the chapel and he spends the first 15, 20 minutes before he starts doing his rounds in prayer and dedicating his his time to God. And and, and the reason why I share that with you is because there are people that have such a deep love for God that want to serve him. And yeah. sometimes we write them off because they don't belong to our denomination. Well, you once, many of people that you know that are in the church now once did not belong. And now that they do, they belong because oftentimes the love that the church showed and the Christ-likeness that the church showed, it wasn't just truth. It was love and truth together. And, and so now I'm challenging the, the church to do the same to remember that, that vision that Peter had and to remember that Christ is the one who cleans. Christ is the one who calls clean or unclean. It's not us. We are there simply, once again, as God's instruments moving forward, doing what he has asked us and called us to do. Sometimes it's easy for us to miss the forest for the trees and get hung up those little details and miss the big picture what God's trying to zero in on our hearts. That is so true. And so, Michael, take us to faith on earth thursday's lesson well luke 18 8 jesus asked the question when the son of man comes will he really find faith on the earth i think that's a a good question for us to ponder right so i just was reading there's a a new uh, book that that just came out from a scholar that it's by Gina Zerlo. She was at Boston University, I believe, called just Global Christianity. I think Zondervan or something published it, but I was reading okay. through it. And, you know, the state of Christianity in North America and Western societies is is declining. And so I think uh, this is a good question for us to ask. You know, 100 years ago, you know, people in North America have been, you know, probably 98% Christian. And then it, it has decline to somewhere around 73% people that wow. really identify with it and, and people that have a commitment to Christianity by 2050, people, these, these are statisticians, you know, study all these numbers. They say that it'll be closer to 66%. And those numbers just keep dropping. They're plummeting down. And so when you, you look at those statistics, I, I think there is a very real question, you know, will, you know, the words of Jesus, will he find faith on this earth? You know, because we see that, you know, with affluence and, 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 and people can very quickly and easily begin to have confidence in themselves and less of a need or less of a dependence upon the divine. And here we have, I think, good, uh, statistical evidence that, that, that question, we should be asking that question, but I think the answer to that question, Jesus also tells us what the answer will be, because at the end time, he says there will be a remnant and, and a remnant is like a piece of cloth. That's the last piece, right? So it's not like they're mm-hmm. super heroes or 
spiritual superheroes. They're, they're just people that are there at the end, but they're faithful and committed. That's what are the, those characteristics. They have the faith of Jesus. They have the, um, and they have the, the, uh, testimony of Jesus as well. And so, so will there be faith? Jesus says yes. And, and there's several examples given in the lesson, you know, of where Jesus encountered different people that, that we could look at. I'm not going to take, take time, but, but Jesus, when he encounters people, he says in verse, and the one I'll hone in on is Mark 2, 5, Jesus saw their faith, right? So it's like Jesus has spiritual glasses, you know, <laughs> he can see it, you know, if, 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 if such a thing were possible, right? Uh, but he, he notices it and, and he sees their faith and, and he forgives and he heals and he does all those different things, both when he was here on this earth and he promises also to come again. So the answer is yes. Yes, we know there will be faith because that's what the gospel is all about is, is Jesus works anybody, but he invites us and we know there will be a faithful people loyal to him at the very end of time. And for that, uh, we hope we look forward to. And we do everything we can to share that good news with as many people as possible. Amen. I, M Michael, I love that you shared that. And as many people as possible, I, I think that's the key for this lesson. And, and sometimes, I don't know about you, but I get lost in the multitudes. I'm like, well, I can't, I can't do this for everyone. Well, today, maybe Christ is just telling you just one. Start with that mm -hmm. one. Start with that building block. Pray about it, and God will lead you to one person you can spiritually help, or physically help, or emotionally help today. Then wow. I dare say financially, <laughs> but these are people God puts in our in our path. I love it, Buster. And here we have an Ellen White, you know, at the very end on on Friday's lesson, beautiful quote from Desire of Ages, but it's talking about how the Jews had styled the the heathen. They, they had these prejudices of what they thought, but it. But she points out that some of them understood the prophecies and scriptures better than they did. And yet when they hope to share with others, she writes this, the bigotry of the Jews hindered the spread of the light. Sometimes our biggest obstacle to sharing our faith, to being missional is ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pointing the finger at me. I'm not just, I'm not trying to anybody else that, you know, I, I think I we feel, have I feel to that take, take stock for what we are that say, Lord, if necessary, help me get out of the way. So that your kingdom can advance, but, but help hopefully to be humble enough to be self-aware enough to say, you know, these are, these are the challenges uh, that, that are the reality. These are the cultural um, prejudices, the lenses through which we operate. You know, I, I, I had this vividly reinforced for me yesterday. I, I woke up and I don't know how I did this, but I grabbed my son's old glasses and the prescription was off. Now we have the same kind of glasses. So it's in a sense, easy to do. Right. And I realized as I was leaving the home, everything just was kind of in a malaise, like a blur, like <laughs> nothing was clear. It was even giving me a headache buster. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, this has only just happened to me, you know, <laughs> but here, here are, yeah. long prescription glasses. And, and when, and suddenly I got my glasses, I put them back on again. Everything just was crystal clear. Headache went right away. I was gone. Uh, I was able to realize that it was my, it was my way of viewing the world that the way I was looking at things. And I hope that God can give us new eyes to see people, not as obstacles, but as possibilities to see the best Amen. in others. Yes. And be able to share 
our faith in the most winsome way that we can. And, and maybe God will even challenge us through the Holy Spirit to say, hey, reach somebody that is out of your comfort zone to expand my kingdom for his glory's sake. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to reach out. And don't be afraid to listen to the Holy Spirit as he tugs on your heart. Absolutely. Well, until next week, you've been listening to Sabbath School Rescue Podcast. We invite you to join us each week as we explore the Sabbath School lesson. This is your host, Sue. And Swoops, signing out. As we wrap up, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Adventist Learning Community, a ministry of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. You can join us each week by subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you share with as many people as possible. And be sure to give us feedback by rating our podcast and go to our website, SabbathSchoolRescue.org, for each weekly episode.